You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. What's up? Like, so this next review that I'm going to do, I totally came up with uh, when I saw this movie. It's like it's like this new movie that yeah. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg wrote and directed based on an audio play he wrote. And it's like his first movie that he's directed. And it's like all deep and stuff because it's like it's like about this kid who uh, who's played by Finn uh, something from Stranger Things, who's like this musician on Twitch. And he's got like 20,000 followers and he's verified and whatever. And, and he's got people listening to him like all over the world. So it's pretty lift. But then then he has his mom who's played by Julianne Moore, who's kind of like not lift because she's like works at this woman's shelter. And, and they got like nothing in common or like whatever. Right? Like anyway, but so yeah, so it's a movie about a mother and her teenage son who can't seem to connect. And yeah, they try to find like a bond with other people like she latches on to this like this young guy like, this boy like this teen boy that she meets at her woman's shelter that she like is kind of like pretending is her new son while her son like falls in love with this like like this like political girl like this girl who likes politics at school so like whatever it's like a it's like an a24 movie and it's deep about relationships or whatever like like and subscribe if you want to hear more it's cool it's like it's lift whatever so it's, a, so it's an a24 movie is what you're saying yeah yeah it's cool it's cool and, and so like hey i'm tc and i'm doing the review here and i'm joined by like some other cool people like bradley's here hello and like gene is here uh i do consent to this recording Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And then, like, you heard Mike. He's here. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Send send money to my Venmo, please. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, so like, what's up, guys? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm just you know, we're putting out the same kind of energy as any uh, Jesse Eisenberg performance that isn't you know the the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so uh, my pretense aside here, so yeah, this is an A24 movie. This is Jesse Eisenberg's debut as a director, and it is based on an audio play that he did for Audible during COVID. This is a small, quiet film about a mother and son who just do not connect whatsoever. Certainly want to hear Bradley's perspective on this because I believe you have teenagers in your life. Oh. And Gina, you as well, I believe. Yes, I do. This movie, uh, yeah. You go first, Bradley. Well, my son does go on Twitch and has a stream, and he's actually been pretty lucrative with it. So I'm in full support of it. And maybe she just needs to talk to her kid. I think... (laughs) So, that might be it. The communication is the, the key in any relationship. Yeah, so what you do is, is 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 the twitchings, the the the, the twitches. Yeah, the the twitchity twitchers, and I I don't understand how any of it works. Like when he explained it to me, what he would like to do, I was encouraging, and uh, this is to my kid, and very much. Well, you know. It sounds like you'd be doing that anyways. So yeah, as long as I can also hop into your Twitch and make sure everything's cool in there and no one bullies you or you don't bully anybody else. Sure. So, you know, I hop in him and out and I'm confused. Like really, they, they just 
watch you play games. Okay, man, whatever. Be kids today. <laughs> it's such a Gen Z thing, and I think Finn Wolfhard does a good job representing what a Gen Z attitude is towards exactly. social media. So, and, and yeah. So Ziggy and Evelyn, Julianne Moore and Finn Wolfhard, unlike me and my son, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back here. <laughs> they're so much alike, but they don't communicate at all. And I think that's where a lot of the comedy in this. Friggin' boomer parents, am I right, folks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, see, I, I would peg them as Gen X, but them being similar and not realizing it is called out by the father slash uh, Julian the Moore's father, husband in this, yeah. who's just like, in a hilarious two are way. so narcissistic, and they both stand <laughs> yeah. there looking at them like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, boo-hoo. Sorry that we missed your big event, Dad. Ooh, you know. Whatever. Gina, what's your perspective on this from a mother's perspective? Oh, man. This film, man. <sighs> I was surprised that this white man came for me. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I don't appreciate the fact that I was watching this movie and instantly thought about the dynamics between my daughter and I. She is 17 years old, senior, about to graduate from high school. And the disconnect we're working on is simply communication. Because <laughs> from the trailer when I first seen it, when she was like, are you ready to go to school? And he was like, give me five minutes. And she left. Yeah. When I tell you that's me with my child, I was like, wow, I'm an asshole. Yeah. I like the fact this film, I don't think it's like one of the best films I've ever seen, but it actually has become one of my favorite films ever. Although I would normally complain about depth of characters and needing to feel a little bit more because the, character development with these folks did feel a little shallow-ish only because you didn't really get a whole lot of background as to like why Julianne Moore Evelyn is the way she is and things like that on the flip side I like the fact that the focus was more so just on the dynamics of the relationship and not so much trying to be preachy or give like a psychological breakdown of its characters to elicit some form of empathy or relatability this film had a really good way of just organically being cringy and awkward yes. because that's how we are in real life. You know what I mean? Like we are not like this perfectly Jungian Freudian on papers. We're just not that cut and dry. Yeah. Now, granted, I'm not as dry as her in the <laughs> film, but I do like the fact that he was able to capture like that feeling of a parent, at least on my end, where it's just like you really do kind of miss this child that you thought they would be yeah, and how that is actually super fucking toxic. Oh yeah. And totally just like not the type of dynamic you want to have with your child. So it was, I was like, damn, Jesse Eisenberg did this. Like, sir, I, I met you before you're, (laughs) you know, he's in my good graces now. I would just like that tip back, sir. When you ate at that restaurant in Greenwich village, you didn't bring the tip. I would like that back. But other than that, this film was, like, really, really good. As someone who's dealt with parents being disappointed, kind of feel myself rooting for Finn Wolfhard's character every once in a while, but then you get brought back to reality and know that this kid is kind of full of shit, doesn't really know what he's talking about. But again, and we were all like that when we were young. We, we all thought that we were all hot shit and knew what we were talking about, especially when it came to politics and, you know, realizing that you have a lot to learn as you get older. Mm-hmm. But again, 
the discount for your parents today, that, that spoke to me in a, a personal way. Yeah. <laughs> Except my mom didn't latch on to one of my uh, classmates going like, you're the son that I wish oh, I had. Yeah. That, that was one thing that was kind of just interesting to watch with, uh, with Julia more. Like, it, it showed, like, like she's just as fucked up as her own son and just as narcissistic. Yes. Thinking that she deserves that kind of relationship. Uh, she feels kind of entitled to it just as Finn Wolfhard feels like he deserves all this praise for his work, especially from this girl that he's really into, even though they have very little in common. Yeah, his awkwardness in trying to speak and connect with a girl that very superficially, he's just attracted to her. He, she's pretty. He thinks she's pretty. But he keeps trying to connect with her on her level, and she calls him on it. He's like, you're, immature. you're a child. And it's so... Gina, you said you felt spoken to as a mother. Mike, you felt spoken to as a child, disconnected from his parents. <laughs> Awkwardly trying to talk to a girl on any level, I felt heard as well. Because <laughs> I could just see, I'm like, oh, you're trying so hard, man. And it's so cringy and real. And I think that's what this movie did so well, was it wasn't one extreme or another of like a perfect mother and son relationship or the most toxic, damaged give me an Oscar for my performance relationship of a mother and a son. It was just this very normal, plain version of what a teenager and a mother go through when they just don't listen or talk to each other when they should. Yeah. And, the, and just the idea of like, just not really understanding what the young people are into, even their, you know, what their interests are like. It, it, it took me back to when I was young and my parents not really understanding what YouTube was. There's a couple of observations. Cause every time I was watching this, for some reason I was thinking of hereditary. Oh, God. I was like, it, it does feel like Noel Baumbach's hereditary yeah, no without, without all the death. That's, that is very well. That's funny. I know, because I was like, damn, that's like, at least you're not like her. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, stop giving Julianne more children, because the last time she fucking lost her son in the Forgotten, and the bitch, I don't think we should have given this bitch any kids. Like, was, was it her, the one with the daughter on the plane, or was that Jodie Foster? I think that was Jodie Foster. Like, she had the eight-year-old okay. son who no one could yeah, remember. She's like, did I have a son? Yeah. God. And Julianne Moore gives an excellent performance here. She does get a good cry in. I feel like no one cries better on camera. Absolutely. And, she, and of course she knocks it out of the park as she always does. Yeah. We, she has the courage not to do like that pretty crying that so many she actresses Oh, yeah. Where they have like, it's almost like stunning when a lot of actresses mm -hmm. cry, but Julianne Moore like wails and scrunches up her face yeah. and like forces those tears out. It's not the poetic single mm -hmm. tear. It's like tears to snot right. to mouth <laughs> type of sobbing. So. But I don't want to give the impression that this movie is hyper dramatic. I really want to stress that this is so normal. It's very slice of life. Yeah, very slice of life. The cringe comedy isn't so uncomfortable. There's a couple moments, especially as the stories come to their climaxes, where it's like, oh, just shut up. <laughs> just stop talking. Like, if you're someone who doesn't like cringe comedy, I don't think this is going to verge into that territory. I think it's just enough of relatability where you're going to watch it and go, ugh, I've been there. Ugh, I feel bad, but I've been mm -hmm. there. Is Squid the Whale the only movie he did with Noah Baumbach? I believe so, yes. It definitely feels like he learned from that school of storytelling and filmmaking, just doing like the, the very relatable day in the life, 
nothing too extraordinary, but like just the right amount of drama, just right amount of awkwardness. And, you know, every character has their flaws and there's no one to specifically root for. And that's something I really appreciate about this movie. I, I do like, a, sometimes I like to watch movies that's just, just plain relatable and just is a, a portrait of everyday people just trying to get by and find their place and find their own way of happiness. Um, I mean, it's not, it doesn't have nearly the amount of gut punches that the squid and the whale has. And they're not nearly as dysfunctional, but you are watching a mother and son struggle with their relationship much like in Squid and the Whale. Yeah, Bradley, how accurate do you think this depicted a teenage boy? Uh, very accurately. I'm kind of surprised that Finn Wolfhard has grown up so fast. Wasn't he just a little kid like a year ago? Yeah. And now he's towering over adults and talking with a man's voice. Like, jeez Louise. <laughs> I do think the swearing he does at his parents, a part of me is like, no way. No way that flies in any house. And I know that I'm wrong on that but oh <laughs> one of my kids talks to me up. that way that would be a wake up in like a in cuffs and i'd be like what happened it's like well your wife said you blacked out after your after your son said go fuck yourself old man gina's shaking her head and putting baby powder on her hand are you about to slap somebody what's happening over there? i was gonna say i had a snarky little comment but bradley you saved your people and your race because i was gonna be like that's a white people's <laughs> shit but you know it's like <laughs> And then Bradley was like, "Nah, bro, not my now, household." Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying my kids can't be disrespectful. <laughs> I, I would have woken up at a shallow grave. Yeah, yeah. It's what teenagers hate the most. I've come to find is just sincere earnestness. Like you, you disrespect your mother that way. You, you, you disrespect yourself. Where does it go from here? And oh my gosh, they like you can see them squirm with words like that for them instead and of it yelling all leads up to the i'm not mad i'm disappointed yeah. and then they're all like sorry dad <laughs> you know and i shouldn't be making fun because yeah that's just a part of the disciplinary healing process mm -hmm. i would like to say i would never strike a child but if, if one talked like finn wolfhard i don't i wouldn't know what to do it probably would get violent it's so hard to say <laughs> but uh yeah i think he plays a great full of himself uh his own dad calls him a narcissist, but he's just so into himself. And we've all been 15, 16 years old. I've even been that into myself oh, sure. before it happens, you know. It was interesting because his dad was always trying to do that kind of like armchair psychiatry or armchair therapy. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I feel like with teenagers, I don't think teenagers can even be narcissistic because they're supposed to be all about themselves. They have right. no real context outside of it what they've learned up until this point. And to some degree, you could say that about adults, but yeah. I feel yeah. like the, the whole point of your kid acting just like you and you being irritated as hell because they carry the traits mm -hmm. that you have, like that's what hit the nail on the head for me because I caught myself so many times with my daughter, just like, Oh my God. And I, my mom would hear us and she'd be mm -hmm. like, you know what, Gina, that was you. That was you. And I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. It was me. So I just, I'm glad that he was able to really, I'm telling you guys, if you don't have kids who's ever listening, it's a wrap, bro. They're going to be you, literally, but you're not, it's weird. It's like, you can't see it, even though it's like clear as day. Oh, yeah. And then also mm -hmm. Evelyn's, I like her story arc. I also found though that her attaching herself to the other kid was kind of weird. But I've also, oddly enough, mm -hmm have probably done something similar. It's that sad instance of seeing what you wish you had and 
feeling yourself drawn towards that. And- yeah, it's, it's that narcissistic parenting kind of thing. I I am owed this as a parent, um, and I get it, but now she found something else that she can uh, attach herself to that does fit this ideal of what she wanted for uh, her son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's less about feeling like you're owed and really just actually the opposite of you see yourself as an extension of your child, so you mm-hmm. want them to be the best because it's a reflection of you, right? You want them to to go off to college, do all these great things because you, uh, literally you see them as an extension of yourself when they're not, they're their own people. But to some degree, they still are an extension of yourself. So it's this weird balancing act that parents have to do. Like I said, I, I'm amazed. Yeah, I think it's a solid feature as a filmmaker and as a writer, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it is all has to do with like a lot of the writers and directors he's worked with over the years. I, they, I, that's an interesting thing about like being a, a former child actor and doing your own thing is that you have all, the, all these years of film school before you step up. And I think, I think he applied a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you fold that into some final thoughts about this? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I there's just some things that certainly spoke to me. I, there's a parts where I was rooting for the mom and parts where I was rooting for the son. Part like, part of it was just my own relationship with my own parents. The son was just me getting older, going, "You damn kids, got my lawn." <laughs> but you know, it's an occasionally funny movie, and and you know, it's it, it is heartfelt, and um, I, I like the music a lot. That's that's the other thing. The music's actually pretty well written for. There's no way a 17 year old kid would have actually written that. And being someone who was a teenage musician myself at one point, overall, I, I like this movie quite a bit. It, it, it's not going to be my favorite movie. I don't think it's going to be one of my favorites of the year. We're only in January. It is a movie <laughs> that I that um, I wouldn't mind going back to every now and again, uh, especially if I need something to kind of inspire me if I want to do a slice of life script myself. I, I like these kind of movies a lot, and it's always it's always good to see them done well, especially from like a new talent like Jesse Eisenberg. I think he has a solid future as a filmmaker, and I think he's working on a second movie right now. I think I, I read that somewhere. Finn Wolfhard's really good. Julian more she's always good i can't think of a single bad performance uh from her uh to my memory uh this is a pretty solid movie i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten venmo donations (laughs) (laughs) bradley yes i enjoyed this as well i thought it was very funny really i'd say the only thing that would shoo people away is uh, Finn Wolfhard's performance as a regular, normal, healthy, self-absorbed teenager is a lot. If if you can't handle it, it just revs up from there. Like he introduces himself in a way that almost seems rehearsed and he always plugs his 20,000 followers, you know, <laughs> they all look up to me. And then the way that that grows when he's trying to be political, like that slowly goes into, yeah, I'm making a difference in the world too. I sing for poor people, you know, all around the world, 20,000 followers. I mean, they have miserable lives. I'm probably the only light of hope they have in their lives. Like, <laughs> Dang kid, crack a window and look around every once in a while. <laughs> But that's where I really loved this also as a parent. You know, Evelyn gives this incredible monologue about who he was supposed to be and how he was supposed to be one of the good ones. And it's such a canyon of emotion, you know, because he's just a kid. He doesn't know about what's going on in what's where's Angelina Jolie always talking about Bosnia or (laughs) anything like that. And why should he know about any of that stuff? You know, my kids asked me about my politics, guys, and I wanted to tell them how, oh, well, my ideas would change the world. But I had to, you know, take a breath and be honest with them. I I just want nice roads and good schools and a library. That's it. That's pretty much my politics, kids. And they're like, that's really boring. I'm loving this post Stranger Things, you know, career that Finn Wolfhard is on. 
Uh, really excited to see him in the future there. Julianne Moore, always great. She's always going to be great. Stop. She gets like one Dear Evan Hansen crap performance every like 10 years. And she's pitch perfect and everything else. So I'm giving this one as well. Seven out of 10 beautiful songs with only three chords, which doesn't mean they're bad. It just means that, you know, you, you haven't got the experience to throw in an orchestra yet into your performance. <laughs> Gina. Uh, yes. To piggyback off of Bradley, that that particular scene struck a lot of nerves with me. Which again, this film does very well. Like as basic as it might come off as, in this kind of like regular as this script is, it actually when you sit down and think about it, there's a lot to unpack. Which to me, I think is more difficult to do than super complex uh, films with like super cryptic writing. Uh, which can feel very unrelatable and kind of out of touch. But that one in particular scene was interesting for a multitude of reasons, especially as someone who has done nonprofit work, as someone who's not a white woman, right? Uh, telling her son she thought he was one of the good ones, one of the ones, you know, who's not self-absorbed, who's not just kind of uh, virtue signaling, right? With And politicking, because she believes so heartedly in her mission as if she is someone who's a... a has that savior complex, right? And yet her whole entire personality when it comes to empathy and compassion for others is very much not, I won't say it's fake, but it's definitely not something I would say is authentic. So it's like, all right, honey, the the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And that's the entire message of this. Folks can change, parents can change, your kids can change, but do understand that like these unrealistic, idealistic expectations we set up for our children because of the fear and anxiety we have about ourselves and how we look as parents and how that's represented through our kids. Like that, that is something we do need to sit down and talk about and impacts us, impacts everyone picking such a subject matter that really can speak to anyone, but yet capture, you know, Gen Z and millennial and all that. It, to me, I think he did a lot of, a lot of great things uh, without trying too hard. That being said, though, it is basic as fuck. <laughs> that is my only <laughs> like downfall is that it is really just kind of like after a while, it's like, all right, this sounds like first world problems, right? It's a Sundance um, movie, basically. Yeah, like as, as sanctimonious as the mother is, even though it's not preachy or gives us a message, again, I, I still kind of wish they left us with a little bit of something kind of to take home or kind of to be like, hey, you know, this is this is how we can start being different within our interpersonal relationships with our family members and our communities. Uh, but, you know, hey, you know, Jesse felt like that may have been out of his lane. That's fine. You know, good job. He did an amazing job. Yeah. Of course, we all know Julian Moore is great. Please stop giving her kids in movies. Other <laughs> than that. Oh, shout out to the dad, though. I'm so here for the Jerry characters. That these dads are coming out of <laughs> I love it because I love Jerry. I do. And I feel like the dad, bro, he, God bless him. God bless him. Because living in that damn household, he actually reminded me of my mom, who was the only earth sign in a, in a house full of fire signs. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> he, he's, he's the, again, so. he's good. Bring back the hereditary comparison. He's the dad in hereditary, except he doesn't get set on fire. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, with that being said, I will give this, 
<laughs> Sorry, I just remember one of the scenes that would have pissed me off as a parent. I would have ripped that ugly ass light down. <laughs> I get this seven out of ten times. I would have ripped that damn light off of the goddamn. You don't pay no damn bills in this house. And you want to tell me you streaming? Very different movie if Gina and Brad were the parents in this. <laughs> right? The thing is just he, like, I'm black. I would think that's the police, even though it's not red and, and blue. <laughs> Get that well, shit out of my fucking hallway. There you go. Well, I can echo a lot of what my friends have said here. This movie is very relatable. The performances are so strong. The thing that struck me as I'm watching it, and this is just me putting my English degree to work, the title, When You Finish Saving the World. I feel like that title is sort of a sarcastic thing a parent or a kid would say to each other in the heat of an argument. Well, when you're finished saving the world, how about you clean your room? Yeah. These two characters. <laughs> Ziggy and Evelyn, they do have it in their head that they are making a difference. And in one way or another, they have a hero complex. They have this savior complex. They are saving the world, but they're not. They are the most normal, grounded, middle, salt-of-the-earth people who have normal, grounded, salt-of-the-earth people problems. <laughs> they're living a perfectly comfortable life, and they have found the things to to be the most important things to them. And... I feel like if you give this movie a shot, you're going to relate to one or more of these characters or both of them. And it's good. This is a good movie. This is a very solid movie. And after seeing the handful of really shitty movies I've watched in the past week and a half, I was so happy to sit down, watch a tight 110-minute movie that made me smile and cringe in all the right ways. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 likes and subscribes. You know, I've got 20,000 followers internationally. You know, there's people from all over the world. I reach out to them. It's cool. So. 